Hello, hello. If you are an ambitious female professional who wants to up-level your voice and your confidence, I have a super important announcement that you are not going to want to miss. Right now, enrollment is open for my signature coaching program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. If you are looking for a simple but powerful step-by-step process to help you learn to speak like an executive and to help you feel more badass and unstoppable deep down inside, this is the program for you. To learn more, head over to jessguzzickcoaching.com slash academy. Enrollment is open through Wednesday, March 20th. That's jessguzzick, J-E-S-S-G-U-Z-I-K, coaching.com slash academy. All right. Let's get on to the episode. I think so often in the corporate space, when you're learning about presence, you're learning about commanding a room, people don't always talk about this stuff. And this is the stuff that I think personally is the most important. To me, there's nothing less fake than that. To me, there's nothing more real than being able to be with your own fear and being able to navigate that. When you feel calm and you're not under that stress and the train tracks are really smooth and easy, then you have the conditions you need for learning. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm very excited about the content for today's episode because this is one of my absolute favorite topics. It is so close to my heart. Let me start out by introducing myself. If you've been listening for a while, you know who I am. And I know some of you are new and just finding the show. And if that's the case, I'm Jess. I'm the creator of this podcast. I had a career in the nine-to-five space as a corporate strategist. I did really, really well in my career, even though I struggled with my voice and struggled with confidence. I was able to overcome those struggles and become a very powerful leader in the corporate space. And now I'm a coach, and I dedicate my time to helping women build confidence helping women find their voice, and helping women become powerful leaders and be on the career path of their dreams. And that is what today's episode is all about. We are diving deep into this idea of exuding and projecting confidence in your voice and in a room when you're not 100% feeling confident inside. I have a lot of content this month all around meetings, all around your voice, and all around strengthening your voice in honor of the upcoming launch of the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So in a few weeks, I'm going to be opening doors and opening enrollment for my signature group program, the Art of Speaking Up Academy, where you will learn, drumroll, the art of speaking up. 
And for me, the art of speaking up is this comprehensive toolkit, this comprehensive set of skills that enables you to both feel powerful and speak up really powerfully in the meeting room. This is so important because so much of your career is meetings. You have probably, depending on how far you are into your career, sat in hundreds of meetings. And as your career develops, you will sit in hundreds and probably thousands more rooms. And your ability to command a room, your ability to speak up with confidence and authority is going to have a really big impact, not only on your career and your reputation and how quickly you build a powerful reputation and get promoted, but it's also going to have an impact on how you feel. And when you learn how to have a powerful voice in meetings, it helps you feel strong and confident and badass and powerful inside. And in my mind, as much as I love the outer tangible stuff, and trust me, I love it when a woman gets a raise. I love it when a woman gets promoted. When that happens with my clients, I feel like I'm bursting with excitement. But what I think the name of the game is for myself included in my corporate career and in my life now, and I know for so many of you, is just feeling fucking powerful and feeling amazing in your own skin and learning to feel that way. I really think that that is priceless. And I think that that's an experience that as women, it is our work here in this lifetime for us to grow into that. And I believe it's possible for all of us even if you struggle with confidence, and even if you struggle with your voice. All of this is to say that I'm getting really pumped up about opening up the doors for the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And in honor of that, I'm going to be doing a lot of content around helping you find your voice, find that confidence, and really command a meeting room and know how to be in that room and be the person who is captivating people's attention and who is seen as really good at what you do and really competent and really strong and really authoritative. That is my goal for you. If you are thinking that the Art of Speaking Up Academy might be a fit for you, I want to invite you to join the waitlist. Once you join the waitlist for the Art of Speaking Up Academy, first of all, you will get a little surprise from me as soon as you sign up. I want to keep that a surprise, but you'll find out what it is once you sign up. And as part of the waitlist, you will receive bonus content and discounts on the Art of Speaking Up Academy that will not be available anywhere else. To hop on the waitlist, go to the show notes or head over to jessguysatcoaching.com slash academy. And as soon as you sign up, there'll be a little surprise for you in your inbox, which I'm really excited about. And now time to get into the content and the meat of today's episode. Ah, I love this. This is where I get to combine my background in corporate and executive communication. I've been in the room with executives. I've been in the room with members of the C-suite. I've been in the room with a lot of really, you know, influential leaders in the corporate space. And I know what they need to hear in order for them to think that like, you've got it, you've got the stuff, you're good at what you do. And this is a topic where I really get to combine all of my knowledge in that space with my experience and knowledge 
doing 150 podcast episodes, studying improv theater, studying comedy, getting on stage, learning about self-expression, learning how to command an audience. I get to marry those two things together in the most beautiful way that I think will be so helpful for you because I think so often in the corporate space, when you're learning about presence, you're learning about commanding a room, people don't always talk about this stuff. And this is the stuff that I think personally is the most important. It's the most fun. I get so excited about it. It is so fun to be able to find feelings of confidence and power in your soul and in your body. Like what, what is better than that? I can't think of anything better than that personally. It's been such a big part of my journey, and I'm so excited and honored to share it with you. So with that, let's get into this question of how do you exude confidence when you don't feel confident inside? Now, this honestly makes me think of the phrase, fake it till you make it, which I have never been a really big fan of. I have never really liked that phrase. Nothing against it. I mean, some people like it, right? And we can all have our opinions and it's cool. We don't all have to agree on everything, right? That's really important. The reason I don't love that phrase is because I don't really like the word fake. I think fake it till you make it is sort of this idea of, okay, you might not be feeling super bold, but how do you show up for the moment anyway? And to me, even though maybe there's an incongruence between how you're feeling inside and what you desire to project to your audience, like how you want your audience to view you, I see nothing fake about feeling scared, feeling fear, and allowing yourself to give it your best shot anyway. To me, there's nothing less fake than that. To me, there's nothing more real than being able to be with your own fear and being able to navigate that. There's, there's nothing for me that is more real than that. And so the idea of fake it till you make it really just doesn't land for me personally. Because for me, it's not like fake it till you make it. It's like, holy cow, you did that. You did that scary thing anyway. You're a bold ass bitch. Like I have like mad props to you, right? I celebrate you. The word fake just doesn't, it doesn't resonate for me. And I think this episode will help take you into my point of view on exuding confidence, projecting confidence when you're not feeling confident inside, and really help you appreciate the complexity of how we are feeling inside and how that connects to our voice and what we exude in a meeting room. Because the truth about this topic is it's really complicated. It's not super straightforward. It's not just like, if you feel shitty, then you'll sound shitty. And if you feel confident, then you'll sound confident. That is not how it works at all. And I think that's why the art of speaking up is an art and not a science. Because if you want to have a powerful voice, it's incredibly important to understand the nuance. And so I'm going to do my best to explain this to you in the way that I think about it and in the way that I work on this idea of having this powerful, confident voice. And when I say powerful, confident voice, what I mean is the emotion beneath your voice, the tone, the vibe, the energy. So I'm not talking so much about the words you use. The words you use matter, and I'm going to be talking about that in other episodes. I'm talking about the emotion, the feeling, what you're projecting. I think we've all been in rooms with people where our connection to what they're saying and how much we are bought into what they're saying and how much we're enjoying listening to them 
is not just about the words that they're saying, but it's about their energy, who they're being, who they're showing up as, how it feels to be in that space with them, whether it's a physical space in a Zoom room. I'm sure you've had this experience of being like, damn, I just want to keep listening to that person and I can't tell you why, right? That's what I'm talking about. I want to help you develop that quality where other people are thinking, oh, I just want to keep listening to her. Like, I just want to keep listening to her talk. And I want you to know that that's possible no matter your starting point. I don't want you to discount yourself from the possibility of having this powerful voice because you don't feel 100% confident in your voice or you feel like your voice has so much work and you have so much work to do on your confidence and you're such a mess and you have so much imposter syndrome. I know those feelings are real And I know that sometimes you're starting at a place where it does feel like you have a lot of work to do. And maybe it does feel scary and vulnerable to dream about the future and dream about and take steps towards strengthening your voice. And as long as you're committed to it and as long as you're willing to make the decision of I'm going to work on this as long as I need to work on this until I have the voice that I want and I'm able to be the way that I want in meetings – The only thing that's going to stop you is you. There is no circumstance outside of you that is going to prevent you from growing into this voice. It is just your decision to stick with your unique process, your unique journey, your unique timeline, to not judge it or diminish it or say it's going to take too long or that you don't have what's required to do it, to not make any of those judgments and any of those predeterminations and any of that stuff, and to to just commit to going with it one step at a time until you become that woman. If you can do that, there's nothing standing between you and becoming the woman that you want to be in the room, and today's episode is going to help you. So I want to start by talking a little bit about emotions and the voice and the body. Because the sound of your voice and the vibe of your voice, it's a physical thing. It comes from your, it comes from your body. So how we sound and what kind of vibe and energy we are projecting comes from how we're feeling emotionally. As a very straightforward example, if I'm feeling like the information that I'm sharing is really important the emotion in my voice is going to change just like what's happening right now because I believe that this is really important, right? And as you're listening, you're going to feel that. And you may consciously or unconsciously feel like, oh, what she's saying is important. Similarly, if I am feeling myself and I'm feeling really confident and that's the predominant emotion that is coming through as I'm talking to you, As you experience me talking and you hear my voice and you hear the unique qualities that are coming out in it, you, again, are going to consciously or unconsciously feel like, oh, damn, she's confident. She's feeling herself. You're going to have that experience. And so I really want you to think about the voice as a mirror of your feelings. Whatever your feelings are, your voice is going to mirror those feelings. And that's what your audience is going to feel too. Now, (laughs) I don't want you to use this information to panic. And I don't want you to use this information to spiral down. I am an expert (laughs) at predicting where you might spiral down because I have probably been where a lot of you are. I can't say for sure. But I know that there's a big fear that if the audience feels whatever emotion you feel when you talk, 
then if you're feeling uncertain or you're feeling terrified or you're feeling awful or you're feeling small, that the audience is going to feel that. And while it's true that your emotional state is going to impact how the audience feels, when you're feeling really bad, usually your experience, like your negative experience of that bad emotion is exaggerated. And usually your experience of that negative emotion is much stronger than what the audience is going to experience. So I don't want you to take this idea and use it against yourself. When you're feeling really bad and really nervous and you're speaking up anyway, what is usually going to happen for your audience most of the time is you're not going to land as compelling as you could have landed. You won't be as captivating as you could have been speaking in that room, speaking in that meeting. That is not the same as because you feel super awful, you sound super awful. It is not a one-to-one relationship, right? Like in math, when we learned about like a one-to-one relationship or it's like 5x proportional, right? So it's not linear. It's not one-to-one. It's not like however awful you're feeling, they see all your awfulness. And in fact, something super reassuring, if you have stage fright, if you're shaking, if you're nervous or whatever, people can detect like 2% of what you're feeling. You think that they can detect 98% or 100% and they're detecting like 2% and it's mostly just that your personality isn't really coming through as strongly as it could be. So I really want you to know that when it comes to exuding this power and showing your personality and being strong and badass and compelling when you speak, it's more about the upside, right? It's more about going from being just not as memorable and not as captivating to bold and strong and captivating. And the positive emotions that you feel are going to translate more directly for your audience than the negative emotions. So if you're feeling awful, your audience is not going to experience you as sounding super awful. Again, they might not experience you as super compelling and super confident and super authoritative, but it's also not going to be that other extreme of feeling awful. But if you're feeling amazing and badass and inside you're thinking, I'm the shit, they are going to feel more of that. So the strength, the confidence, the positive emotion translates much more powerfully for your audience. This is good news for you. This is beautiful news because it means there's a whole lot of pure upside for you when it comes to developing your voice. This is how I want you to think about this, and this is so important to understand. And when you understand this, it can change everything, and it can really help you see that you are in command and control of your voice and your body and the decisions that you make. You may not be 100% in control of every little variable, but there are a lot of variables that you do get to control when it comes to having a powerful voice and a powerful presence in a meeting. So here's how I want you to think about this. I want you to think about the emotion that you feel when you're speaking as a train track. And I want you to think about you speaking in the meeting as you driving a train on a train track. So, for example, let's say you are feeling really scared, very nervous, not confident in yourself at all. That emotion is like a rickety, busted train track that like if you're 
on that train, on that rickety train track, that train ride is going to be bumpy as hell, right? (laughs) That's what I want you to imagine, which means that when you come in with an emotion that feels bad and not good, and you're driving the train, in order for you to offer your passengers a smooth train ride on that bumpy track, you need to be a really good train conductor, right? Because your track is bumpy as hell. So if you want a smooth train ride, then you've got to be really good at driving the train. Just like if you are feeling negative, nervous emotion in a meeting and you want your audience to experience you as confident and you want your audience to have a good train ride, you need to be really, really good at knowing, summoning, and harnessing your confident voice because the train tracks aren't going to do it for you. The emotion isn't going to do it for you. The train tracks are working against you. The emotion is working against you. So you need to be a really good driver of that train. Now, I want to contrast this with a train on a track that is super, super smooth. I want you to imagine the smoothest possible train track. It is shiny. It has not a single flaw. And when you're on this train, it feels as if you're floating. And in fact, I feel like there are trains that actually float and they're magnetic, I think. And so I want you to imagine that feeling. You are on a train ride that is so, so smooth. Now, in order for you as the train conductor to deliver this smooth ride for your passengers, you don't need to be as adept or as skilled because the tracks are so damn smooth that the train ride's going to go really, really well. It's the same for your confidence. When your emotional state and how your body feels in that emotional state is very positive and very smooth, just like that positive, smooth train track, then in order for you, for you to sound confident, you don't have to work as hard because it's going to happen on its own. So your emotions are like the train tracks. And however you're feeling in the room is going to dictate how much effort is going to be required of you to harness the confident voice. And notice how I'm not saying that when you have a rickety train track, you're screwed, you're effed, right? (laughs) Too bad, rickety train track, you can't sound confident. I'm actually not saying that. What I'm saying is it's going to require far more skill and awareness on your part to deliver the smooth train ride to deliver the confident speaking up in the meeting than it would require if you had a very smooth train track. This, again, is good news for you because I think so often we think, I don't feel confident, I feel shaky, I feel small, I'm doubting myself. And then we think, well, I guess I just can't sound confident in this meeting. I guess I just shouldn't speak up in this meeting. I guess I should just wait until I'm asked or wait until I'm certain that I'm supposed to be contributing because I'm not going to sound confident. And what if I make a fool of myself? And the good news here is it is not quite that simple and that you can be feeling lots of feelings and you can still learn how to harness confidence. Here's how I want you to think about this. I want you to imagine 10 different train tracks, all labeled 1 through 10. 
and they're all lined up. And train trap number one is rickety and all busted up and shaky and old and broken. And train track number 10 is like the smoothest track ever. And as you get closer from track number one to track number 10, the train tracks get incrementally better. So track number two is still kind of broken and shitty, but it's better than track number one. Track number three is better than track number two. And as you get past track five and closer to track 10, the tracks get smoother and smoother and smoother and track 10 is smooth and flawless. Every room that you're in, every meeting that you're in, every conversation that you're in, every situation that you are in at work that requires you to speak up falls somewhere between train track one and train track 10. And depending where it falls between train track one and train track 10 is going to determine your emotional state in that meeting. There are some meetings and conversations where you will feel calm and relaxed and sure of yourself. And then there are some conversations and meetings where you are going to feel doubtful and scared and small. And there are all sorts of meetings that fall in between 1 and 10. But every meeting that you're in is going to fall somewhere along that spectrum. And when you're in that space, in that room, in that meeting, in that conversation, you are going to experience the emotional state that goes with that experience. So when you're in a meeting that's a train track one, you are not going to be feeling great. When you're in a meeting that feels more like a 10 and you feel at ease, you're going to be feeling better. When you are feeling better and you're in a high number train track meeting, it's going to feel easier for you to speak up in that meeting. So that's the foundational piece of this episode that I want to start to lay as the groundwork, which is that every meeting corresponds to a different train track. And the more comfortable and confident you feel by default in that meeting, the higher number train track you're on. And the easier it is going to be for you to speak up with confidence. This is because your body and your emotions are cooperating with you and supporting you rather than fighting against you. Just like with the train track, when it's really smooth, the track is cooperating with and helping the conductor deliver a smooth train ride. Similarly, when you're in a room that feels like a 10, you feel amazing. Your body is cooperating with you. It's supporting you. It's helping you sound confident. Likewise, If you're on a rickety train track, train track number one, or you're in a meeting that feels really, really hard, your body is not cooperating. Your body's working against you. It's pushing you in the opposite direction, which means that if you're the conductor, driving that train is going to feel a lot harder. It's going to be harder to deliver a smooth train ride. You still can, by the way. You still can. And if you're in a meeting, it's going to require more effort for you to find a confident voice. This is what people miss. So what I'm about to explain next is the thing that people miss and where people miss the opportunity to build a confidence and to build a strength into their voice 
that is lasting and sustainable and that is not fleeting and something that is only available to them sometimes. And this is so, so, so important. So if you are learning to find your confident voice, and if you don't know how it feels in your body and your soul and your heart and your spirit to speak as you, to speak with confidence, to speak with power, to speak with vitality, to speak in a way where you not only feel like you are purely expressing yourself, but in a way that feels good and strong and powerful. If you don't know what that feels like or how to do that, it will be very, very difficult for you to ever be able to do that in a train track one setting. So let me explain this a little bit more deeply. If you've never been taught how to drive a train and then you get put on a really rickety track, and someone asks you to drive that train and offer a smooth ride for the passengers, you're going to fail at being able to do that because you never learned how to conduct the train, right? And if you are going to learn how to conduct the train, you need to learn on the smooth track because you're learning. You can't learn on the difficult track because that's too many steps ahead of you. And this is where a lot of people struggle and get stuck on their confidence building journey and on their journey of finding their voice is they expect to be able to be on a level one messy rickety train track and deliver a smooth ride. And you go in the meeting and you're like, well, I'm listening to the podcast. I should sound confident. I should know what to do. But you haven't spent enough time on the smooth tracks. And so inevitably, you're not able to deliver the confidence that you want, and you think that you've failed. You think that something's wrong with you. You think that your confidence gap is just too big to close. But the real issue is that you haven't tackled the learning process in the proper order. What needs to happen first is you need to learn to conduct the train on the smooth tracks, which means you need to find the spaces, the meetings, the conversations, where you feel calm and where you feel like your body and your emotions are in a state that help you speak with confidence rather than working against you. When you feel calm and you're not under that stress and the train tracks are really smooth and easy, then you have the conditions you need for learning and the conditions that you need for finding your voice and experimenting with your voice and finding that strong, powerful, confident voice. This is why I'm always telling people who want to have a more confident voice, who feel scared in meetings, is first, find the meetings that don't feel scary. I don't care how small they are. I don't care if the thing that doesn't feel scary is a conversation with your friend Maybe the thing that doesn't feel scary is you alone in your room. Literally, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what your train track 10 conditions are. But find the thing that doesn't feel scary and find your confident voice there and get really good at it there. Because as you get better 
at speaking up with confidence in a meeting that feels like a 10, where your emotions and your body are feeling good and strong and amazing, then you're going to be able to hop into the meeting that feels like a 9, where the track is not flawless. It's a little bit bumpy, but you've spent so much time on the smooth track conducting the train that you know exactly what to do. And you get through that level nine meeting as if it was a level 10. And then you hop in a level eight meeting and it's like, oh, this one's a little bumpier, but I got it. I got it because I've been practicing in 10 and I've been practicing at nine and you got that level eight meeting and then you hop into a seven and you're like, ooh, (laughs) this one's a little even bumpier. And it goes okay. And before you know it, you're on a six and then a five and then a four and you're on a like a three and you're like, whoa, this train track is busted and broken and chaotic and I'm getting a headache, but I can do this because I know what it's like to find confidence in my voice and in my body. And I've done it enough times and I've given myself enough room to practice in the easy spaces so that when I'm in the hard spaces, even if I'm not feeling great, even if my emotions are really, really big, even if my body's not cooperating, I still know how to navigate that meeting. I still know how to be with all of the challenges that that circumstance is bringing and bring my most confident possible voice and deliver those passengers the smoothest train ride that I can possibly deliver them on that rickety track. That is the name of the game, and that is the magic. And one thing that I want to point out to you is that you can't feel ready for the harder train tracks without spending time in the messy middle. And the thing about meetings and how your body feels and how your emotions are, the the thing that I really want you to know is that as your voice gets more confident, you're going to have fewer and fewer meetings that feel like a one or a two or a three. Over time, the meetings that used to feel really scary for you and really intimidating for you and that used to bring on lots of negative emotion, make you feel really small and doubtful about yourself. Over time, those meetings are going to start to feel like a three or a four or a five or a six. They're going to get better. They're going to start to feel easier. You're going to notice that you're not feeling as scared, that the emotions, maybe there's some fear there, but it's not as big. It's not as bad. It's not as much, right? You're going to notice that change. But that change only happens because you're willing to be in this messy middle period, this messy middle where you are learning how to go from the level 10 meeting to a lower number meeting and do your best to find your voice. And when you're spending time in that level 10 train track, becoming a really good train conductor. In order for us to feel confident and powerful and to bring out the best of what we have to offer, we have to feel comfortable and safe. We just can't do it any other way. And that's why we need to learn and you need to learn and you need to find your voice in rooms, in situations that feel like a 10, that feel like you're calm, that feel supportive of you emotionally, where your body and your spirit can relax into the space and feel good. And it is with those conditions that that badass, powerful woman in you is going to emerge for the first time. And you are going to be able to feel and understand what she feels like and what she sounds like and how she talks. And the more you get to know her in that safe space, the 
easier it's going to be for you to bring her with you to the spaces that feel more challenging. It is you developing this inner strength and learning how to summon it and bring it with you wherever you go, no matter how hard it gets. You will never get to a point where every single meeting is a 10, but you will certainly get to a point where the low number meetings start to feel higher and higher and you're not so scared of them because you've become really good at bringing your voice out. And so my ask to you, my challenge to you, my suggestion to you is you need to find those level 10 train tracks, whether those are your one-on-one meetings, whether those are conversations that you have outside of the workplace, right? Maybe those are something not work-related, but where you feel comfortable so that in those situations, you can practice conducting the train. You can practice bringing out that powerful voice. That is why I'm so excited and why me creating the Art of Speaking Up Academy is so important because one thing that was missing for me when I was in corporate and trying to find my voice and struggling with my own lack of confidence is a safe space. I would go to workshops. I would go to training. I was really like trying. I was trying to do all the things to build confidence and find my voice, but I would go into these spaces that were meant for women to help women become confident, to help women become leaders, And I didn't feel safe in those spaces. I saw women being really criticized and talked down to. And for me, those spaces felt like level one or two or three or four train tracks. There was no way that I was going to learn how to conduct a train in those spaces. That's why I created this show. I wanted this show to be a space that's a 10, a space that's supportive of you, where you can feel your best because it's when you can feel your best and feel calm and happy and sure of yourself that you can find that powerful voice. And that's what I want and plan to deliver to you in the Art of Speaking Up Academy, a train track that's a 10, a smooth train track where you get to learn how to conduct the train in a safe and supportive space so that when you go out into work and you go out into the meetings that are harder, the meetings that are shakier, the meetings that are maybe a five or below, You've had that safe landing space to practice, and you bring that skill with you to that meeting. That is how the growth process occurs. And I don't believe in doing growth in a way that like doesn't feel warm and welcoming and nurturing and safe. And psychologically, that is what we need as humans. We grow when we feel supported. So if you are lacking in spaces that feel like a 10 for you, Or if you want more spaces that feel like a 10 to practice your voice and find that confident, powerful voice and learn to speak as that badass woman and know what to say in the room and know how to project authority, even if it's a challenging room or a challenging meeting, that is something that I'm going to be offering in the Art of Speaking Up Academy. You'll learn more about it as the program gets closer to being open for enrollment, but there's a module that we're going to spend several weeks on together called Command the Room, and it's all about finding that voice and finding that inner strength that you can project that helps people feel the emotion you're feeling, which is the emotion of confidence and certainty. And that is something that you can learn. It's not something that you're either born with or you're screwed if you don't have those feelings. Those are feelings that you can learn how to connect with inside you and bring to the surface. And I'm so excited to get to teach that to you and to get to teach that 
to the women who are part of this program because it feels electric when you get to feel that feeling of this is what it feels like when I'm feeling really powerful. It just feels so, so good. If you would like to add your name to the waitlist for the Art of Speaking Up Academy, you can go into the show notes or go to justguessitcoaching.com slash academy. When you join the waitlist, you'll get a little surprise from me and you'll also be the first to be able to enroll. You'll get special discounts that aren't going to be available anywhere else and some special content and surprises from me. I cannot wait and I hope you can take everything that you're hearing and everything that I'm sharing and really use it to help you elevate step-by-step, baby-step-by-baby-step into the next level version of you. Change happens one step at a time, one meeting at a time, one contribution at a time. It doesn't have to be rushed. It doesn't have to feel like you're pushing yourself like so far out of your comfort zone and really overdoing it. The most sustainable change happens when you just take the next step that's in front of you and trust that after you've taken that step, there'll be another one and another one and another one. That is my hope for you. Thank you so much for joining me. It is such an absolute pleasure to get to dive into these topics and help you connect with that powerful woman and that powerful voice inside. I am so excited to keep sharing more information with you about the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So excited to connect with those of you who join and are part of this intimate group experience. And in the meantime, I will catch you next week for another episode. I hope you're having a beautiful day, a beautiful week, and I will catch you very soon. Bye.